Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And uh, they're great sports. They put up with me. They read the stories I send them. And I can't thank them enough. Uh, Jeff Johnson, I'm going to give a special shout out to uh, Jeff Johnson. Uh, come at every fourth Thursday, he comes here ready to go. I, whatever I throw at him, he handles right out of the park. My regulars, I'm thinking the people who come just on a regular basis, Samina, Mustafa, Latisa Wallace, uh, Stacey Davis-Gates, SDG. That's correct. Uh, and she, That was Mueller, not uh, me. That was, the Mueller. That was not uh, Dennis. And I know of like uh, David Ferris on that list. He was just here today. Sergio Mims. Uh, just an outstanding guest. Sergio Mims, you could throw him in the studio and talk about any topic in the world. He's ready to go. And am I forgetting anybody? Adolfo Mund- Eldragon. There's so many. There's so many, and I, I just feel bad. Like, I'm listening some, and it's like, hey, you forgot this one. It's in Monroe, right? Uh, come on. Monroe Wednesdays used to be Monroe Monday, the old station before they, uh, what did they do to me? They get hey. out of here. Uh, I can be candid. They shit kids. <laughs> uh, oh, um, yeah, Stephen. Oh, Stephen. Uh, he asked. He said, "Can we allow? Ben, uh, can Benny J curse on this uh, Q and A?" Okay. I said, "Yeah, sure. Let's do it." Okay, Doctor D won't let me. Uh, he won't even let me say jag off. It's in the book. The Sun Times wrote this book, Chicagopedia, Volume One. Uh, we've had a lot of fun with this, edited by Robert Hergeth. Boy, did Ramana take him down a peg. Uh, we're gonna bring Robert on next week when we uh, return from vacation uh, to talk about Chicagopedia. We've had so much fun with it. But he has Jagoff in here. And so I go, D, well, he's got Jagoff. You can't say, he's got it in the book. Negatory. And then, you know, not allowed to say any swear. Meanwhile, other people come on this show. Adolfo, good God. Maya, you know, uh, Troy LaRock. Oh, shout out to Troy. How could I forget Troy, man? He kills it every time he comes on. PC, Pete Cunningham, my friend of the more centrist persuasion, D. There huh? you go. There you go. We, we go from, how could I forget the know-it-alls? You did. Jacob and Danny, they come in every month. They know everything about politics. The Northwest side know-it-alls. Been, haven't had them on in a while. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen any uh, candy wrappers around in a while. I guess we haven't had them on in a while. Oh, my God. Uh, that so, day was so funny when they came in. I'm sitting here trying to get the door. Uh, and uh, I'm like, yeah, you know, I think they were, may have been running behind already. I'm like, all right, right this way to the studio. Come on. They're like, oh, hold on. What's that over there? I'm like, yeah, that's the snack thing. You know, you just put a dollar in. Oh, <laughs> it's like walked over. Like, yeah, guys, we're not doing anything. Go ahead. They get Coke, snacks. Yeah, meanwhile, chips, I'm like, where are they? Cheetos. <laughs> Yeah. Reese's peanut butter cups. The thing is, is we do it live from 1 to 3.15, Tuesday through Friday. Uh, and so, you know, we're we're trying to uh, emulate the sound we had at the old radio show. Uh, and it's different here. We have a, a room at the back of the Sun-Times. 
uh, well, the old radio show wasn't so great at bringing guests. Don't get me started on that day. <laughs> I do not answer the door. I am in sales. Remember those days, oh, days? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, like on the air. Is anybody going to go answer that door? Ding dong. AP News. It's like two minutes. Like, all right, I got two minutes. I'm going to run all the way to the front of the building, grab this guest, throw him in the studio, run in my studio, get the news out. Yeah. I am in sales. I don't answer doors. Uh, that was the old radio station. But here, uh, you know, we're at this, uh, the, the sort of the back, <laughs> the back room in the sun times, just down the hall from the bathrooms. Uh, and uh, so it's kind of like um, a maze to get from the front door to where we are. So re really for a rookie requires somebody to go meet and greet and lead. Uh, God bless Miles and Leah when they were here, but they've all, they've gone off to pursue scholarly endeavors. Miles, Leah, it's <laughs> Leah, not Leah. Really miss you guys. If you ever consider dropping out of college, you always have a place here. Yeah. Actually, Miles made a return. Miles, when are we? Well, we got to figure out when we're going to drop that. Uh, he came in and he talked about the NBA. Anyway, so uh, so now sometimes Dennis has to go get them. Oh, uh, sometimes. Well, sometimes I do it. You did it like twice. Okay, well. <laughs> the bonus guests, you grab them. But, yeah. I mean, but we got all the time in the world for that. But when we're live, oh, your bald friend's getting <laughs> Dr. D, I always have that moment of relief. I mean, interviewing, let's say, the 130 guest. And it's about five to two, and I'm like, is the two o'clock guest gonna show up? This is live, ladies and gentlemen. And then the doctor rises, takes his little keypad. I'm like, <laughs> that means the two th two o'clock guest is here. So yeah, it's uh, it's quite a show we got here. It's just basically two people doing all this. And, and uh, uh, one of the questions, and I don't know if we'll get to it or not, but uh, one of the questions was, uh, have you thought about? taking like clips of the show and putting it up on YouTube. Yes. I think it was Steven who sent that. Yes. Several times, Steven, but like Ben said, it's just us two. So, you know, like I don't, you know, know how to go about doing uh, it. Really. It's just us two. And uh, I'm do my <laughs> literally own. it's just us do, two. Do you say it's just us two as Barack Obama? Uh, ben, I gotta let you know. Um, typically there are uh, five, six people running a show, but uh, this show here, um, just two. All right, now do it as Donald John Trump. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, yelling Donald Trump or yeah. calm Donald Trump? Whatever, whatever the impulse is. Usually there's five <laughs> people running this show, a typical radio show. Frankly, they only have two. <laughs> That's actually not bad. Little Ray Romano creeping no in there. Collusion. Uh, no collusion. Robert. Yeah. Little Ray Romano. That's another thing you should know about the doctor. Sometimes imitations kind of wink. Yeah, I've heard every one. Oh, okay, so. so we've gone from complimenting me, saying I'm awesome at impressions. Just do Marge Simpson, please. He's going to, he's, he's all kind of sound the same. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay, we're supposed to answer questions. That means just do impressions. I love his Call me. Call me. Uh, back in the old days. Lisa needs braces. Uh, at the old show, we used to do a thing called Ben Jarofsky Theater until they told me, please cease and desist that. Oh, man. Uh, and uh, well, Behind the scenes story on Ben Jarofsky Theater. For those who are new to the podcast, didn't listen to the radio show, uh, Ben Jarofsky Theater was uh, very entertaining. Three minutes, four minutes of the program, and Ben would put all of his effort into <laughs> the first three minutes of the show. We'd show he'd show up, and he'd be like, "All right, let's do this uh, Ben Jarofsky Theater." And I'm freaking out, trying to get everything set up—clips, news, you know, things on a normal radio show would have. 
And Vin's like, oh, man, we got to go over our script. We're rehearsing a script <laughs> 10 minutes to go. And you go, man, <laughs> another excellent Ben Jarowski theater, D. Uh, yeah, cool. Now, what about the other uh, three hours that we have to uh, do? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Then we'd have Laura Vaughn. Uh, love Laura Vaughn. She uh, was the uh, news reporter uh, at uh, the old station. And uh, she would phone in, right, to, for the rehearsals, sort of gather everybody into a room. And anyway, the powers that be at that station. So, Ben, uh, uh, Ixnay on the Bendrovsky Theater. <laughs> then they so. were like, Ixnay on uh, you. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, Ben, you see that tour? Beat it. <laughs> anyway, they, they sort of did me a favor. Um, uh, so anyway, am I forgetting anybody And the thank yous? The Reader, obviously. Tracy, Karen, everyone at The Reader. God bless you. Chris Fusco at Sun-Times. Brian Ernst, the techie, the one guy who looks out for us here yeah. uh, once the live show is going. So yeah, big thank you to Brian. Uh, and uh, Denise at the Sun Times. Oh, Denise is cool. Love Denise. The De- female version of my name. That's good. She does a lot of it. You should hear Denise imitate Dennis. I'm a little upset <laughs> with that. Maybe I don't think she has an imitation. Uh, and uh, yeah, a lot, lot of really cool people here at the Sun Times put up with me and they put up with Dennis. Uh, and uh, so anyway, here we are. We're in this. Uh, who am I forgetting, man? I don't want to forget somebody. Let me, should I look at my little black book? I'm just going to open up the black book and I'll see first name, uh, Jake Lewis. Jake Lewis, a frequent guest on this show. All right. Bob Ryder. Uh, Bob Ryder has, come on, Robert, come on back to the show uh, from the Chicago Federation of Labor. And Bob Ryder was there for me. God bless him. When I got fired at the, uh, uh, the old radio station, Ed Maher, you know, I love you, Big Eddie. He was there, came, these guys stood with me. Eddie Spaghetti. Uh, and um, Jeff Johnson, already mentioned him. Ryan Kelly, they stood with me when I was fired, and um, I love him for it. Ken Davis, Kenny D, regular on this show. Oh, do your Ken Davis impression. No words, but still amazing. <laughs> oh, Ken, are you okay? <laughs> Anyway, I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting someone. Oh, Mark Sims! Oh, Mark! I love Mark Sims. Uh, but, you know, Mark is kind of acting like superstar these days. Ben, I really can't commit uh, to my next appearance. Joanna Klonsky? JK. Joanna, I see you out there. Come on, don't be a stranger. Well, maybe we were on the opposite sides of that teacher strike, but you know I still love you. Let's um, get to the Q&A, and then we'll do more of uh, thank yous later. Terry Cosgrove, TC. (laughs) Put your big boy pants on, Dennis. Anyway, I know I'm forgetting some people, but uh, you know I'll I'll love all of you. Stood with me. Everybody came aboard uh, after I was fired, and I really appreciate them. All right, let's get to these questions. Hey, look, I figured this out. All right. So Dennis gave me this uh, Apple thing, this uh, laptop. There you go. I just, without even thinking about it, just kind of. There you go. You know, so, uh, this thing. we want to thank everybody who sent us an email, uh, bennyjshow at gmail.com. A few days ago, we asked all of you to do that. We just came up with this idea. What are we going to do for the holiday? We're going to be gone all next week. So we figured, what the hell? Let's go to you guys. If you have any questions, we're going to try and answer them. A Q&A with Benny J. No, all right. A Q&A. Whoa. Q&A with Benny. The kid went to radio school. All right. So the first <sighs> one is from Gail. And let's see, Dennis said you put the What's going on, Gail? The little hand thing on the name, and then you push on, on the, the left. Left. Here we go. Left. Ah, Get it? Yeah. This. <laughs> uh, this is a question uh, I could tell. Uh, redistribution of wealth. What's wrong with that? 
question mark. How about if I get to pay 15% in taxes? I'd like to see the U.S. government pay for an aircraft carrier on the Pacific Ocean with my 15%. Um, okay, Gail is responding, I believe, to a portion of a show that ran Friday, November 22nd, which will probably uh, do a nighttime drop as well. David Ferris, Roosevelt University professor, regular guest on our show, author of uh, Time to Fight Dirty. It's a call to arms, metaphorically speaking, to Democrats. they got to st start playing the game rough and tough like the Republicans and stop rolling over and pretending that bipartisanship still exists. It doesn't exist. That's why Donald Trump is the president of the United States, even though he got less than a majority of votes. That's why the Supreme Court is five Republicans, including two lackeys appointed by Donald John Trump. Trump, uh, even though he didn't get a majority of the vote. That's why the Senate remains Republican hands. Democrats try to convince themselves, oh, it's bipartisan. The Republicans are playing fair. No, they're not. They're cheating. You're trying to play fair. And part of the problem is that so many Democrats like secretly share the same ideology of the Republicans. So they're like, in a, this is like a ROM Democrat where they, they want to keep the old unfair policies in which the rich get rich and the poor get the the tab but they don't want to come out and say that Losers. so so what they do is well you can't win in wisconsin and let with those radical bernie sanders proposals so what you should do is sell out every every principle you have and then you win independent voters uh so uh, anyway so that's what we were talking about with uh david ferris and we got in the whole issue of redistribution of wealth where rom was uh we were played an extra rom's interview with the great Fran spielman where rom said that the democrats should stop being the party of redistribution which I thought was a kind of a funny thing come from Mayor Rahm because when he was mayor of the city of Chicago, about the only thing he would brag about, which was an inflation to begin with, was how he was taking money from downtown developers, uh, taxes that they had to pay in order to get their zoning breaks and kicking it into a neighborhood fund to uh, finance projects in poor neighborhoods and now if that's not redistribution i don't know what it is i know what it is take so, a chill pill man oh okay rom i will uh so who knows which rom is speaking at any given time uh, but whoa whoa what was that Just keep going <laughs> oh, some freaky stuff man i wish i still smoke reefer i talk so much about smoking marijuana d and i haven't done it since 1980 or 81 well, I remember uh, a few years back, you had like a tincture, like you had the drink or whatever, right? Someone took the weed and bing, 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 bing. The weed and the lick. The tincture, the drink? You, they put it in your drink? No, it wasn't. You ever had the gummies? No, I had the gummy. Uh, I had a gummy bear once, uh, a little gummy, itty bitty gummy bear, and I was in a car driving through the desert in uh, uh, Nevada. And then I took a, um, oh man. Uh, a, 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 f a friend who will remain nameless, uh, but we know him as Oppo, he uh, made uh, an edible for me. And he goes, oh, you could eat a whole one. Hey, come January 2020, <laughs> we'll say that name. Uh, no, it'd still be illegal for Oppo to make uh, a gummy bear because uh, the law will restrict the oh, sale of wow. cannabis. Secret safe with us, buddy. <laughs> anyway, I, I took that. That was so oh, way. It was, I should have had half of it. But anyway, oh. I, I don't take marijuana or smoke it or whatever, but I talk a big game about it. Hey, Ben, man, have this gummy. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, yeah, the point, uh, Gail, I think Gail's making is a very good one. Redi redistribution is their 
here already. They're just redistributing uh, from the poor and giving it to the rich. So somehow or other, that's okay. But uh, it's uh, not okay in the world of Rom for Bernie or Elizabeth or any Democrat, really, uh, to, to uh, say, hey, why don't we ask the wealthiest among us to pay for programs that help the poorest among us? Oh, no, that's redistribution. That's Oppo? not what- <laughs> Was that Oppo? Yeah, suddenly Oppo turned into Rom. I'm getting all my. Uh, see, I don't. Oh, that, I'm that's, smart. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, I'm smart. You're not. Anyway, very good point, uh, Gail. Come on, Rom. Shame, shame on you. I know you. Uh, you're better Democrat than that. Gail, we really appreciate you reaching out here. Uh, all right, let's go to Dragon Slayer next. All right, hold on. I got to figure this out. Click on inbox. There you go. Oh, you got it. You got it. Oh, yeah. All right. Put all the right. weed down. All right. Now I got to click on Dragon Slayer. There we go. Here there we, we go. go. Okay. Dragon Slayer, a big uh, YouTube live stream uh, viewer. He weighs in quite a bit um, on the show. You're awesome. Dragon Slayer, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I just read this. Question number three was the one I fr- saw first, Dragon Slayer. That's very funny. Okay, we'll start with uh, question number one from Dragon Slayer 19. Not just, it's Dragon Slayer. There's 18 other Dragon Slayers oh, out there. Sorry, I didn't know that. This is 19, the I, 19th one. I did not know that. Uh, it's been said on the show numerous times that J.B. Pritzker is the most progressive current governor currently, and I was wondering if there could be a show done on stake state on the state of governor's countryside or even just in the midwest to see both for comparison and just generally the state of democracy in a more local setting i agree with you 100 percent uh dragon slayer 19 uh i do not know if jb pritzker is the most progressive governor uh currently in the united states because that would require research into the other governors the progressive who claim to be progressives and i've not done that research so if i've led my listeners to believe that i think jb is the most progressive governor in the country right now i apologize uh what i General, what I believe is that he's the most progressive governor we've had in Illinois. I was going to say in my adult lifetime. Uh, I would say in my adult lifetime. And uh, I love Pat Quinn dearly, but Pat Quinn was the governor uh, for three years, was it, or four years at a time when Illinois Democrats were really drinking that Rom Kool-Aid and thinking, oh, the way to win is to move to the right. And uh, so Governor Quinn, as governor, was talking about cutting pensions uh, for retirees, et cetera, and so forth. Uh but uh, Pat Quinn's a good. By the way, we got to thank Pat Quinn. He comes on the show all the time. Thanks, Pat. Doris Davenport comes on the show all the time. Got to th- uh, thank you know Pat Quinn people. Uh, 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 Andrea Rayla comes on the show all the time. So uh, I would have to say that uh, for the state of Illinois, uh, J.B. Pritzker is the most progressive uh, governor I've ever seen. And I have to say this also, uh, in contrast to the governor who preceded him, and he J.B. Pritzker is like FDR. And we're talking about Bruce Rauner, who was an utter disaster of a governor. He was so clearly a right-wing ideologue. Uh, he wanted to... Yay for our teachers! <laughs> yay for our teachers! <laughs> oh, my God. The next line, which never gets played, is yay for Ann Burke. That's the part <laughs> I love. Yay for Ann Burke. For some reason, Ann Burke's hanging out with the teachers. Uh, so, J.B. Pritzker looks really good in uh, comparison uh, to Rauner, who preceded him. All right. Uh, I'm J.B. Pritzker, and I'm not a perfect person. Never said he was perfect. Never said he was perfect. Okay. All right, question number two from Dragon Slayer. Ever going to do a live show on the South or West Sides? Uh, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to do uh, remotes. We used to do remotes in the old days uh, on the uh, radio station. I can't remember the call letters, but we used to do remotes all the time, and they were a blast to do, and it would be Dr. D uh, going out and my man Tony O. 
He knows I love him dearly. Uh, and uh, that's when I knew uh, the the doctor thing was kind of like catching on. Like I'd go, we'd be doing a live thing. I'd be like going to the bathroom or something. They go, hey, Dr. D. And I go, hey, not a doctor. <laughs> Good God. What monster did this guy create? <laughs> yeah, so I love remotes. And uh, we do a few of them with the reader. Uh, Tracy Bame has set up a couple uh, for us. And my and I will be doing some. We are on primary night, I want to say. Uh, so, yes, we'll be doing some more remotes. Uh, and there's a couple on the south side. I think we have one. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say these now. Uh you know, don't say, don't, say don't give away anything away, but we have a couple on the coming south side. soon, coming soon to the south side. Uh, all right. And finally, where can I send in some Bernie organic juice to replace all the Kamala Kool-Aid? That's very funny. Dragon Slayer. Everybody knows, but trying to jump aboard that Kamala uh, Harris bandwagon after that first debate where she went after Joe Biden strong. I said, you know, D, I'm starting to drink that Kamala Kool-Aid. I'm going to have a little right now. I'm going to throw that cup away for the next thing. Ah, delicious. You know, D, I'm really starting to appreciate uh, Kamala Harris's answers on these. Uh, it's been really hard for me uh, to stay loyal to Kamala Harris uh, because she seems to be uh, wavering on some so many key issues. Uh, but I, I got Bernie, you know, I still got that Bernie thing going. But Kamala's right there in the next grouping of people that I've been impressed with, Elizabeth Warren. Uh, is is there as well. Send it to the Chicago Sun-Times, Dragon Slayer 19. Look it up online and send it our way. Bernie Good Organic. God. All right, here, I'm going to try some Bernie Organic juice. No, isn't Bernie friends with uh, the ice cream guy? Ben and Jerry? Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to have some Ben and Jerry water. Well, that can't be good. <laughs> ice cream water? $27. <laughs> it's my Bernie imitation. Let hey, me hear ben. you. Come on, let, now I'm the master, the maestro, do Bernie. Now what you need to do is take 10%. <laughs> Of the other 10%. And then that gives you 10% of 10%. Oh, yeah. It makes sense to me. I'm not a perfect person. <laughs> All right. Bernie Sanders. All right. All right. Here we go. So let's get to the next one. Click on in. Next one. Let me make sure we're on the same page here, buddy. All right. The next Steven. one. Steven. Uh, we got Gail, Dragon Slayer. Uh, yes, Steven. All right, let's see what Steven has to say here. Oh, my God, there's a lot of questions. Yeah, Steven. Dude, we appreciate all the questions, all of the questions. I don't think we're going to be able to answer uh, every single one of these, but, Ben, you comb through here and just pick the ones you want to answer. All right, you know thanks I mean? for doing this bonus episode. As you can guess, I'm a big fan of your work and appreciate you guys interacting with the live stream chat and all that. It's been a good time every time. So, anyway, here goes. I just want to say uh, entertaining with the live stream, <clears throat> interacting with the live stream, excuse me, that's Dr. D. He's the one who does it because he has access uh, to the live stream. I'm doing the interviews, talking to the guests, so I don't even have a computer and I wouldn't even know how to use this thing anyway. Right. And he's the one, hey, man. And, and the live stream. Uh, for the David Ferris interview of November 22nd was so cool because we were playing those ROM riffs. And my, the listeners were kind of letting us know what they thought of uh, Mayor ROM, and uh, there's some pretty funny stuff. And the live stream is something that uh, I think I've said this before on the show, but say it again. Uh, when we started doing the show here at the Sun Times, we decided that we want that live aspect like we had for the radio show. You know what I mean? Like the li live radio is, is a beast of its own, you know? So we wanted to make sure we had that live feel. And uh, so we made sure to uh, do the YouTube thing. So hope you guys like that. All right. Uh, and uh, Stephen, uh, first question, tell us about the formative experiences that got you into journalism and media. What got you into the game? What keeps you motivated? Well, okay, I'll start with journalism, then I'll get to uh, uh, radio talking because I don't know if I've ever told this story. Uh, but uh, journalism, uh, from the youngest 
I, forever I wanted to be uh, a journalist and uh, I just read newspapers at a very early age and jumped into uh, the business when I was done with college. I didn't, I've never taken a journalism course in my life. I've learned uh, on the job and I've <clears throat> worked for the Chicago Reader, an alternative newspaper uh, since been writing for the reader since 84 on a regular basis or as a staff writer since 90. So I pretty much, you could say I'm self-taught uh, in, in terms of journalism. That's but, really cool. I didn't know that until like uh, maybe a week or two ago. I thought what? you like went to school for journalism no, and everything. Never, never taken a journalism course in my life. And uh, when we had that, but so many of the things that journalists do and take for granted, the, the ones who are trained as journalists, I don't buy so, for instance, this whole discussion about that broke out when uh, the student journalists at Northwestern apologized to protesters whose names and, and uh, pictures and they used without their permission, and the the professional journalists who were trained as journalists were outraged. Harumph! Remember, I did that. Harumph! Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why wouldn't you ask someone for permission before you? You know, I mean, you ask people in City Hall for permission. You cut deals with people in City Hall. You know, when you're dealing with the professionals, you say, hey, uh, and they'll go, well, don't use my name. This is off the record. And so you you they, you they take whatever information they're giving and then you protect their identity. So why wouldn't you treat ordinary citizens, protesters, the same way you treat powerful people uh, at City Hall? So that's kind of my attitude and just one yeah. aspect well uh, let's go back into time here all the way to, I don't know, 1915 when you graduated <laughs> high school. <laughs> what, what was the plan? What was the plan after you graduated high school? What was going on through Man, your brain? High school? Yeah. going And then going into college and what did you want to study? What? I wanted a girlfriend. That was... <laughs> well, I want a girl, man. Do you ever see... Uh, What's that movie? The forty-year-old version. Oh yeah, yeah, it was kind of me when okay. I got. Uh, but I was, you know, I was seventeen. All right. Well, you're revealing so, a lot here. Yeah. So uh, you know, that's kind of what was on my mind back then. <laughs> if you want to know. Um, but uh, no. But in uh, addition, Ben, will you go on a date with me? Uh, in, <laughs> in, in addition to uh, being obsessing over girls and the bulls. Uh, I was following journalism and I was reading the newspapers and my hero was a guy named Mike Royko. And so I just wanted to go into this game. And so you went into the, college wanting to do journalism. Yeah, but I, I had, didn't study it. I studied, I was an English major and, uh, and a history major and I never took a journalism course. I, I wrote for the college newspaper, but you know, I had to learn on the job how to write a lead, what the conventions of journalism are, and all that kind of stuff. All the, and and it and I've said this many times at a huge disadvantage because I'm dyslexic, and so much of journalism 101 is like getting it right. And oh my God, I'm always misspelling names. Or Dennis knows this all so well. I reverse names. Yeah. And like uh, my favorite movie of the year, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Half the time I call it Once Upon a Time in America, and then Dennis goes, uh, Hollywood. <laughs> It's me, everybody. <laughs> huh? What did I say? You said America again. Oh, sorry, man. Uh, and I sometimes, like, I'll look. This is something I do a lot, too. I don't know if you do this, D. Uh, so let's say um, I have, I don't know, uh, I'm just, uh, David Ferris is sitting in the, st in the studio with me, and I'm interviewing David Ferris, and I look down, and I see a name on a piece of paper, uh, Billy Bob, my next guest. And I go, so in the studio, and I'll look up at David Ferris, I go, Billy Bob. And he'll go, I'm not Billy Bob. I loved Billy Bob's <laughs> interview on the show, by the way. Anyway, and how I got into uh, talking is that uh, Dennis recruited me 
uh, back at that old station, he he said, "Hey, man," he said it to the bosses. Uh, you should let this guy come on as a sub- on a substitute basis because he's got the gift of gab. And uh, I met him at a party. I met Bendrovsky at a party. Yeah, it was, was your Hanukkah party, and um, I, when I first started talking to you, you were talking like, "Oh, that voice. That's a." a cool radio voice that's not bad and then uh, as the party went along i looked over to the side and i saw just a, a line of people lining up to talk to ben like he was like the screaming eagle at six flags or something and i thought holy crap those are like callers those are like callers waiting to talk he'd be great for radio and then yeah, yeah. so when uh we were working at the i was working at cpt or wcu later yeah uh and then uh when uh the, a host would go on vacation or take sick time i would bring ben in to fill in and here we are uh, and that's that's how it went down, man. All right. Uh, and I'm going back to uh, another question from Steven. Other podcasts on YouTube, like The Majority Report with Sam Seder, stream full episodes and release clips. Um, that would be Sam Seder. Oh, what did I say? Sam Seder. Oh, sorry. I believe you've interviewed Sam Seder. When? Didn't you? Uh, uh, back at CPT, one of the guys, uh, Ring of Fire, one of the Ring of Fire guys. No, nah, but it wasn't him. It was the uh, old boy. Oh, it was the old, lawyer. Oh, it was old boy, the it, lawyer. Oh, yeah. Remember that interview? <laughs> that guy worked for, I remember that. It was a fun interview. That's, it wasn't Sam Seder? Big feller. Uh, what was his name? No, it was a lawyer. Oh, boy. Yeah. This is where the live stream chat comes in. And <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. not on live. Frank, where are you? Uh, I'll anyway. Look I'll look it up. Yeah. It was the lawyer whose name I can't remember, but he was a great interview. Uh, and uh, he, wor- he worked for uh, RT. Russian television or whatever the TV, and I was giving grief for working for Putin uh, or as Monroe. I do Monroe saying Putin? I'm Putin. <laughs> Jim Coogan. How could I forget Jimmy C? Jim Coogan. Uh, Coogan. A regular on this show and has been ever since I was on the old station. And uh, we'll be bringing him back next month. How is this legal, Jim Coogan? Um, so have you ever considered releasing bits of the shows as standalone content? I think we should. I, for the, for instance, next time we've been doing this for next time, Maya or Troy goes on a good riff, are in the state of local. That is a great idea. Yeah, well, Dude. I talked about that when we started. Uh, I, it's just the two of us. Uh, we can do audio, video on YouTube. I have no clue how to do that. Like as far as like taking a clip from the YouTube and just making it its own individual. You don't thing. know how to do that. No, you're a millennial. <laughs> I'm the worst millennial ever. <laughs> That's terrible, man. Because that is a great idea. Uh, like Troy Laravier goes on these incredible, and this is all improv, folks. Troy Laravier comes in here, and I'll just throw a question at him. You know, we don't have, we haven't planned it or anything, and he just goes. His mind is amazing. Uh, Maya is much the same. You just throw a topic at Maya, her mind just goes. You know, uh, and so uh, Miles. I mean, I'm thinking of Miles on Thursday as well. Conflatson. So I think that's a great idea. We'll figure it out. But what we are doing more of, we're doing night drops. We'll take an interview. It's like a Troy interview. We'll drop it at night. Um, so, look, if you maybe you only heard the first part of the show and you didn't hear the Troy part, it's a reminder to listen to the Troy part. Uh, and it has a life of its own. Mike so, Papantonio. Thank you. Told ya. It was Mike Papantonio. That's correct. Uh, thank you, Bob Mueller. All right, now I'm going to go to the next question. All right. Well, Let's now see. that was Stephen, right? Did he have any other questions? He had a long list. Yeah, of, he had a long. You want me to read them all? I mean, not all of them, but all right, are there all right. any other ones uh, that caught your eye? Well, they, they all did. They were all good. Um, uh, what skills and interests have helped you in journalism at this point? What makes a good journalist? What advice do you have to young and aspiring journalists? You got to read and you have to be curious and uh, you have to learn to listen to people. This is my humble opinion uh, to be a really good journalist. And 
listening to people. And that's funny because this job requires me to talk. Uh, but um, when I do the interviews, you just got to really listen to people. And that's like, I see some people doing interviews, D, and they're like on their phones and stuff. How can you do that? You got to listen to somebody. So like if I'm doing an interview here in the studio, D's on the phone or he's on the computer setting things up for the next, next segment. But I got to listen to what they're saying because I'm going to respond to what they're saying. You can't. You know, some journalists, like, they write out their questions. Um, what is your favorite color? Oh, yeah. And uh, the person will say, man, I love um, I love uh, the color red because I love blood. And then, you know, whoa, there's a follow-up. Why do you love blood so much? But no, the, ne- the journalist reading the next question will just let that go and go, um, what is your favorite TV show? No, you got to listen to what they say in response. Yeah, yeah. I, I say it all the time, off the bike especially. Ben is really, really good at the interviews. Uh, I've worked with people where, yeah, they're trying to, when someone's interviewing somebody, they're trying to make sure they get all their questions in or they're trying to be funny or like, I don't know, Ben listens, he takes notes. He's kind of, you know, he's got his bullet points, what he wants to talk about, but he allows the person to talk. It's the bread and butter of the Ben Jarofsky show is the interviews. Yeah, the interviews love it. And then you're right, you take notes so that you can remember what they said. All I've right. never seen anybody take notes while doing interviews uh, in radio. Uh, radio, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I know. Awesome. And then the hard part is sometimes I can't read my writing. All right, uh, we're going to Alan, right? Alan. What's up, Alan? Um, oh, Alan writes, how will the official move to nonprofit status for the reader? Uh, how will that affect your show? Well, it won't affect the radio show uh the podcast show in in any way unless uh we can encourage people to kick in and support us kind of explain what he's talking about okay what what what? oh well the reader we we, didn't we mention this the other day yeah Yeah, i'm just gonna reiterate okay uh the reader's gone to uh a non-profit status raising money from uh readers uh, to support itself and uh, it's it's a new venture for the reader. It's an attempt to follow a pathway that other publications have gone down over the last few years. People are really struggling uh, to figure out how to pay journalists, how to pay the bills, how to raise the money to pay the bills. You know, uh, Google and Facebook just steal the stuff, put it on there, and they you know they make millions. It's not fair. It's not right. But that's the way the world is. So the reader is uh, trying to figure this out. It's going. Uh, Tracy Bame sent out a letter and a fundraising appeal. Uh, call to action for all lovers of the reader and I urge absolutely everybody out there to contribute what they can some incredible journalism uh, done by the reader but they got bills to pay Uh, it's no different than what WBEZ does their pledge drives once a year twice a year and uh, so that's where the reader is the status it will not affect my show in any way in terms of the substance of my show but uh, maybe I'll you know maybe we could do some fundraisers or something we did the one reader fundraiser remember that D at the reader Kenny Davis came helped us out and uh um but yeah it's a struggle trying to figure out how to pay the bills in this day and age when facebook is stealing everything and people it's hard to say you're stealing it when you give it to them willingly but essentially they've um cornered the market and uh, everybody else is struggling to pay the bills well, rest assured alan uh, you're not gonna watch the live stream one day after uh this whole thing going down with nonprofit, and we're gonna have like big gold chains on or anything you know it's not gonna well we're not gonna i gonna be rich after i, I actually think yeah, we're not gonna be rich but it may go in the direction of like the uh the guys who do racing cars you know so like 
like uh, oh. Marble. Oh, yeah, like <laughs> sponsors like crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. We'll see if that happens. But what, NBA, now, what do you think? I remember years ago, this is just off the cuff here, Jesse Ventura, Minnesota, that guy. Yeah. Uh, he says, w. and I and I kind of agree with him, uh, just like the NASCAR racers with their suits and they have sponsors all over them, if you're running for president, you have to wear something like that where you have like a jacket with all your sponsors on it. Yeah, and I wonder what we got. That's funny. Who would Roms as Mayor oh, Rom? My, my God, God. Yeah, yeah, that would be an interesting. That coat was so bright from all the different people who had their hands in that party. All right, uh, but that's, uh, yeah, I don't think anytime soon I'll be like a NASCAR driver. Dude, no. I, can, I just realized I can do a Jesse Ventura. Do it. Minnesota. Yeah, that's did. actually. It's a conspiracy. Blending in the oppo just a okay, bit. Okay, <laughs> well. All right, let's see what Brianna has to say. Here we go. Click on Brianna. The Brianna is a devotee of this program. She's on the live stream every day. She's always sending us messages. She's very funny, very cool. Brianna, we think you are awesome. That's correct. Yeah, Brianna is awesome. And here's a question. Tell us more about yourself. I've been reading Ben's columns for 150 years. Oh. Uh, she's been reading them since I've been writing them. But I don't she's your age, uh, Ben. <laughs> uh, God bless you. I love boomers. All right? Huh? Say it loud. I'm a boomer and I'm proud. But I don't really know a lot about them. Who are your people? Another question. If you could have any guests on the show, living or dead, wow, who would it be? Uh, lastly, should liberal broadcasters start using gimmicks to get people to listen to liberal media? For instance, do we need an Alex Jones or a Sean? Wow, that's a great question. That's a great question. Like an Alex Jones or Sean Hannity? Well, yeah, left. and uh, I mean, wow, I got that that freaking last question, Brianna, is the is deep because what you're saying is that uh, the reason the right is so popular. Uh, is that you have people who will just go out and say absolutely anything uh, without any regard whatsoever if it's true or uh, they just appeal to somebody's fantasies or hatreds or prejudices or biases and just keep firing them up so uh, they come back for more of it. And does that work on the left? See, here's the thing about the left. This gets back into the conversation we're going to have with David Ferris. It was liberals, oh, they play by the rules. It's fair. And they want to appeal to bipartisanship. And it's not that way in the real world. So I, I struggle with this, uh, Brianna. I don't know why. I don't know why there's no great support for liberals and lefties in radio. Like there is the right supports itself. You know, I mean, Alex Jones. Sean Hannity, Fox has got its own networks. You, you you could be you can't be too conservative for conservative radio. I essentially got fired for being too liberal for liberal radio. So I, I just I don't know how to answer that question. I struggle with it all the time. Uh, well, it's a lot of like gaslighting that like Alex Jones and Sean Hannity does, right? A lot of that. Don't they kind of do that? Well, the the people that call in. I mean, yeah, gaslighting sort of implies that you're taking, you're brainwashing somebody by breaking down, torturing them mentally until they break down and just give in. Whereas I think the people who turned to Alex Jones and Sean Hannity already bought into it. Um, there's, by the way, Dennis does a great Alex Jones imitation. All right, let me do it real quick. This is this just turned into the questions and uh, Ben does, or Dennis does impressions thing. I got to get my piece of paper here. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the documents. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the documents. There's fluoride in the water. There's fluoride in the water. <laughs> Our days are numbered, everybody. Fluoride in the water. We'll be right back. 
Right now, get your water filtration system from InfoWars and Alex Jones. There's fluoride in that water. Better get that water filtration system. <laughs> yeah, man, he's a trip. He's selling the water filtration system. Anyway, uh, so I, I don't I don't know. The left um, it doesn't support its own, you know. I, I see Tom Steyer running for president of the United States. He's a billionaire. Uh, you know, he could he could have a left uh, center's radio network. He could Use that money instead he's running for president of the United States. So he could have all the power that Fox has. You know, he could set that up. Nope, not going to do it. Uh, and then, you know, there, I guess there's MSNBC, but that's limited. And they always, you know, they're. But it's uh, my whole thing just, is I'm, no. I'm trying to say, like, when you see Alex Jones and Sean Hannity, you're, you know what they're doing. And it's just like, OK, that's just ridiculous. You're gaslighting these people. Why would we want someone that, uh, like that on the left? You yeah, know what they're doing. I know. Well, it seems to work for the right. Uh, another question, if you could have any guests on the show, living or dead, who would it be? Living or dead? I'd love to have Harold Washington come back to life and have him as a regular on the show. He was one of, he's probably the most, uh, of all the politicians I've interviewed, the most fun to talk to. He had a great sense of humor, and he was blast, and uh, he was very insightful about politics, uh, all kinds of politics. Uh, and... Um, uh, who would I love to have? Uh, oh, your boy, uh, uh, Joe Rogan. Love to have Joe Rogan as oh, a guest. Oh, you would love there. to have Jimmy Dore as a guest. Yeah, Jimmy Dore. Oh, my God. Jimmy Dore is me on steroids. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that would be fit a, right in uh, on the show. Yeah, I'd love to have Jimmy Dore as a guest in the show. All right, let's see. Now we're going to go to the next one and go left. Who's this one? Uh, this is the last one. Vargas. Oh, Vargas. This is an awesome one. Uh, <laughs> okay, Vargas. I, I must. You must have misunderstood. I must have made myself clear. Uh, Vargas writes, Ben. Why do you have no TVs at home? And you said it today too. Uh, growing up, you had no TVs. Oh yeah, yeah. I, okay, yeah. Well, when I was a kid, uh, five billion years ago, and they in, just invented TV. Uh, my parents didn't think that TV was healthy for kids, uh, and uh, yeah, they were right. They they thought it was the boob tube. And uh, your, your brain would turn to mush if you watch too much of it. And they encouraged me to read. Uh, and uh, the peer pressure uh, of me and my sisters going to friends' houses to watch TV, you know, I think the other parents were like, what? what? Why is this kid in my house again? Anyway, then uh, truth be told, my parents kind of got into this, some aspects of how you, so they bought a TV when I was about 11. By that, I'd missed all the shows that people my generation talk about. You remember the days when we saw Leave it to Beaver? And I had missed it because, you know, we didn't have a TV. Did you remember the days of Flipper? Nope. <laughs> didn't Flipper. watch Flipper. And Ron Ely's Tarzan. So I missed all that. Uh, but then in the, we had TV in the 70s, man. I'd be I watched so much TV in the 70s. You made up for that lost Made time. up, man. All the family and uh, Sanford and Son. And oh, by the way, I should have asked you this. Uh, you brought this up so long ago. Did you ever get that girlfriend in college? Yes. All right. Yeah, yeah. Nice, Vinny. <laughs> up top of yeah. there. <laughs> uh, but uh, we don't need to talk about that. All right. And uh, I, I have a television at home, but right now it doesn't work because... For some reason, they, they're requiring you to reprogram your TVs now. Did you hear about this? Yeah, yeah. And um, I, don't have, I don't have any idea. And the other day, I wanted to watch the Bears. I don't, can't believe I shouldn't admit this, but yes, I wanted to watch the Bears. I'm really mad at the Bears these days. How could they 
possible. I'm a huge sports fan, which Dennis won't allow me to talk about. But well, you can do it on this one. All right. Okay. So yeah, I love you know. I, I, even though I'm angry at the Bears, I wanted to watch them, and I clicked on that, and I couldn't get it. And I realized you got to reprogram it. I don't know how to reprogram it. My wife's too busy. She could probably figure it out, but. So right now I don't, the TV doesn't, we have a TV, but it doesn't work as a TV, but you can, the discs and streaming you can do. So we, uh, I watch old movies from Netflix. So anyway, that answers your question, Vargas. That's all the questions, well, D. Let me hit refresh to make sure we don't have any new ones coming up here. Okay. No, oh, we don't. Man, you know how to do hit refresh. All right. Gail, Dragon Slayer 19. <laughs> Alan, Brianna, Vargas, all you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for weighing in there. I hope, yeah. uh, hope you enjoyed this. Yeah, and you got a, uh, something. Well, there's a whole bunch of other, but we'll, they came in. I guess we're not going to do those today because we're running out of time. So, uh, and, and Ben, way to go. Working that computer. No, yeah, I was thinking, man. You know, uh, back in high school, they used to call me Bill Gates. Uh, so anybody have a great Thanksgiving. And... Uh, we have bonuses that you'll hear tomorrow and Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And then Tuesday, we'll be right back at it uh, with another Ben Jarofsky show. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Take care.